Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. So we are in uh, Perek uh, Tesvav, Shir Beis. So the Ramchal is now continuing on a more general discussion of uh, how to acquire precious Kenyan Haprishas. And he continues, he says, If you uh, pay attention to this and realize the, that, that whatever one does in this world that's a pleasure is fleeting and it's, it's temporary and it's very, uh, uh, and, and, and is gone. And you end up with no satisfaction after it's over. You have maybe a momentary uh, pleasure, but there's no set, low, low, uh, eternal or lasting satisfaction. Whereas when one deals with Ruchnius, the satisfaction is much, much greater and that stays, it sticks. If you finish a parak in the Gemara, you finish a Masechta, or you understand the Taisus, or you, you have a Ha'ora in, in, in the Parsha, it sticks with you, and you, that, that Hanor stays with you forever and ever more. It doesn't, doesn't dissipate like, uh, like a Hanor, like a physical pleasure of the world dissipates. That if you slowly uh, get used to this idea, you will uh, uh, come out from under the uh, the seduction of the uh, pleasures of the world. And you're going to actually uh, look at them negatively. Uh, and you're only going to want to take from the world that which is necessary, which is the site of Precious. Precious was... That um, that you were going kadoshatz mechabamutzerlach things that you're allowed to take you still are not going to take that pleasure if it's not hechrechi if it's not important for your uh, kiyum and here there's an interesting story that's told about the mechaber sefer Karen Ledovid. he was a person who was very 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 poor and uh, uh, to the extent that he didn't have normal dishes and normal cutlery in his house to eat with. And one time the Chassam Seifer came to his city and naturally, because he was such a big Talmud Chacham, went to visit him. And he came to the house and he uh, was, the, the Karen Ledovid was in the middle of his Suda. And the Chassam Seifer comes in and he sees he's eating off of a, a wooden plate and he's using like old wooden utensils. And the Chassam Seifer was like Nishtaymeim, he couldn't, couldn't believe it. And he took the spoon in his hand and he was just holding it and looking at it with his spilers. He couldn't believe that a person could live like this. And uh, the Karen David saw this and thought, well, you know, maybe he really, uh, you know, he, he is, uh, uh, what do you call it? Maybe the Chassam Seifer really, um, uh, you know, has a type of, he thinks it's a beautiful spoon and he's looking at it like, uh, and, if I, and if I don't do something, he'll be over the lab of Lesachmoid. So he turns to the Chassam Seifer and he says, I'll give you the spoon by Matana. I'll give you it as a present. I want you should have the spoon. And the Chassam Seifer caught what was going on and was nishtaymim, how here's a person, not only was he living in such poverty, but he didn't even that he was missing anything. He didn't understand that there was a problem to the point that he thought this was a valuable spoon. And the Chassam Seifer would repeat this story over and over many, many times about a person who only takes what's mukha from the world and has trained himself to understand that really nothing else matters. So the Ramchal continues, if you, if you think about this a lot, it will cause you to be kind of precious. So if you're foolish, you're going to lose out on this. 
And if you spend a lot of time with people that are living the high life, so to speak, um, and uh, living in luxury, and you spend your time with them, uh, and you'll see the beauty of their life and the things that they spend money on. It's impossible that if you're going to stay with such among such people, you're not going to have some feeling that you want it also. Even if you fight off your Sahara and you're going to fight against it, you still you know, you will have this problem. Because why? Because you will always be in a war. You'll always be in a fight uh, over this. This is a this is a danger. That's why it's good to associate with people that are not living that way and not not with all of that uh, 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 fanciness that you might have a Sahara to want to follow. And the upshot of that is, there is a mila in being alone, in being misbaited. And here, this is a, a yesaid that many of the uh, Sifri Musa speak about. Um, it's t- it's told over that Rav David Abu Chatzera, who was the older brother of the Babasali, um, he was known for this hisbaidus, and there was a period of time that he and two other tzaddikim were nisbaided. They 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 kind of locked themselves almost in a room for almost three years, and they only came out to go to the mikveh, and they had a little window from the room into the shul where they uh, you know so they could answer uh, you know Amen Yeheshmei Rabba and for kedusha, and they could have two little bit but otherwise, they were just sitting and being misbeinen in the darchi Hashem, and they were fasting and they were doing all kind of other uh, uh, types of things. This this allows one person to to come to tremendous heights. The Chayvus Halavavus writes that uh, this is a big mila of a person who can. And there was a time when the great Hasidim would go away for a week. They would uh, they would leave Sunday and they would uh, leave their families and they would go and they would uh, sit and learn. And then Friday they would come back and they would spend Shabbos and then Sunday they would leave again, um, and because they didn't want the terchus of, of the family to uh, interfere with their uh, with their uh, growing in kedusha, the Archa Sadikim writes in the Inyan of Betochen that there is a type of Betochen that's a type of Betochen that has to do how do you have Betochen with your family, your children, and your kroivim, and he explains that part of that is to understand that there's a value in being alone. Because at the end of days, when you go to the next world, you're going alone. You're not going with that whole entourage, even with your wife, children, and family. And the fact that we have to have an achrayas to take care of wife, children, and family is because it's a mitzvah. And I do it because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me that I have to do it. Not because I'm, I'm, I, I think there's, a, there's something uh, 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 greater in, 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 the, in the social interaction. And when Chazal told us that they don't want a person to be alone, they want it to be a malame, that he should go and teach others, it's the, it's the mitzvah. It's like Baruch who said, I want you to run the world this way. Otherwise, a person should really be misbaited, mis, mis should be alone, and should be with his thoughts and spend time contemplating these great issues of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the, the mitzvah is that we have an, a social life, we have an interaction with other people, and we have to because it's a mitzvah to do that. But a person should every week, every day, every so often, close the door and sit for a few minutes or for, for, for 15 minutes or a half an hour and be misbeided and be alone and think a little bit about what am I doing in this world and what's my job in this world.
So uh, he continues, A person can be alone, and he can take all of the, uh, the world away, from, you know, out of him, and, and he doesn't have to think about it. Uh, you take out the, the drive for the for the from your heart. David Amelach spoke about this also. If I only had wings like a dove, in the Archik I would go fly away alone to be in the desert alone. The Nevi'im, all we know stories of Nevi'im, they were misbited alone. The great Hasidim later on also followed this. When you're alone and you're not being uh, sitting and being uh, put in front of you, all of these Olam uh, Hazeh issues, uh, then it's a... Uh, it's easier to overcome uh, and to to think more about a Kaddish Baruch Hu and to put to be mayes and and to be disgusted so much somewhat with the hevle elam azeh. But there's one big danger here. Don't jump and become a complete parish in one minute. It won't work. You might think it can work, but it won't work. You, so you learn the parak and you say, "Tomorrow I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be like uh, like Dovid Abu Chatzera. I'm going to go or like uh, like uh, I'm going to go in the uh, what do you call it in the Mora. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You have to come to that level, and there's a lot of avoid until you get there. Do little by little. Do a little now and do a little bit more later. Until it becomes a regilus. That way it will become natural for you. And if you try to hop around and do it in one shot, uh, chances are you will fail. And then you will fall back into different, bigger, bigger, bigger problems uh, than you had even uh, without the Mida Aprishas. You'll come to be over and Gemurim. So the, the aside is, like everything else, everything is with levels. And this kind of proves that the Sefer is, to, is meant to be learned in levels. You read the Sefer once, and then you go through it a second time, and a third time each time, you try to perfect the Midas that you go through a little bit more than the time before. You have been listening to a Shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily Shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.